The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the web. Welcome to Privacy Piracy. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's a local attorney and certified information privacy professional. She's the author of several books, including Safeguard Your Identity, From Victim to Victor, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Recovering from Identity Theft. She's testified many times in Congress and the California Legislature on privacy and identity theft issues. And you may have seen her on Dateline, 48 Hours, CNN, NBC, ABC, O'Reilly Factor, and many other shows, including her own 90-minute PBS television special, Protecting Yourself in the Information Age. To learn more about this radio show and our great guests, please visit KUCI.org slash privacypiracy. Hey, Mari, what's our show about today? Well, our show is about all sorts of issues of privacy, and I'm really excited about this, Lloyd, because... I have been on this listserv and, and on, on these various chats and Facebook with this wonderful group of people. And one of the very special people in that group is Sean Dakin. Let me tell you a little bit about his wonderful technology expertise and his privacy expertise. He's just terrific. Sean Dakin is a social media expert who specializes in brand building management and marketing, and issues surrounding public and private information, and he is a privacy expert. He started a nonprofit, the National Political Do Not Contact Registry, back in 2007, and that was to to fight for voters' privacy rights, and especially to fight against those horrible political robocalls that drive me nuts. In the space of a year, he took the organization from a startup to over 200,000 members, and he became the spokesman for voter privacy throughout the nation. During that time, he testified in the U.S. Senate. He was on CNN, MSNBC, NPR, XM Radio, NBC, CBC, and ABC. And his most, he's most proud of helping to introduce the Robocall Privacy Act with Senator Feinstein, who's right from our wonderful state. As the founder of NPDNC Registry, he won the Mashable.com Open Web Award in 2008 for use for the use of social media by nonprofits, and he was nominated as being one of the top 15 Twitter moments for 2008 and as one of the most influential Washington, D.C.-based social media experts. Sean is currently a management and marketing consultant focusing on business trust and consumer privacy at Dakin & Associates. And also, he is a fellow at the Future of Privacy Forum and an adjunct professor at George Mason University and the School of Business in Washington, D.C. And you can find out a lot more about him at our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy. You can see his photo and his bio and the link to his URL, which happens to be stoppoliticalcalls.org. So he has, and you can also join the um, the privacy chat that he has. And I'm going to just tell you what it is. 
Um, he runs the weekly privacy chat called Hashtag PrivChat, which is a Twitter discussion, which I enjoy uh, joining and looking at and seeing all the Facebook stuff that he puts up with the group, a privacy group. So without further ado, thank you so much, Sean, for joining us all the way from Washington, D.C. Thanks for having me. So, Sean, you, you're a techie, you're a privacy expert. So how is it that you got so interested in privacy? Sure. Well, you know, the, 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 uh, the question is a great question, and it really started uh, you know, maybe about five or six years ago when I really got frustrated with American politics in general, and particularly with the, the fact that politicians spam us uh, with essentially whatever communications they want, and particularly with robocalls. And I looked into it. I'm a marketer. Uh, marketers uh, have to uh, participate in the federal do not call registry so that if you know, a, a voter, a citizen registers and you're a marketer, you're not, supposed to, you're not allowed to by law to uh, robocall or, or telemarket to a consumer. But, of course, politicians uh, exempted themselves from the law. So I really got frustrated with that and the, just the, the kind of condescension and of politicians of essentially you know, writing a law for all of us to follow but exempting themselves. And so I really got interested in that and, and actually quit my full-time job in the private sector and uh, started, as you mentioned in the bio intro, the National Political Do Not Contact Registry, and really uh, started essentially fighting for voter privacy rights, and really got into that. Testified in the U.S. Senate, you know, became essentially one of the spokespersons for voter privacy in the in the United States, and so. As that journey started and continued uh, through 2007 and the election in 2008, I started meeting and, and being introduced to and seeking out uh, many of the you know, privacy experts that you have um, had on your show uh, over the years. So, um, you know, I met people like Ari Schwartz, who was uh, then at uh, the Center for Democracy and Technology is now at NIST. Uh, I met Lily uh, Cooney at EPIC, uh, Electronic Privacy Information Center, uh, John Pincus, um, and and just you know many many people, Jules Polonetsky, uh, and uh, and just really uh, became uh, you know kind of enamored with and very interested in this whole issue. Of privacy, and of course, it's it's a very broad issue. There's many different categories, many different business sectors, government, uh, healthcare, financial services, uh, government surveillance, and uh, and I personally am just very interested in communications and bringing people together and platforms, um, and so. Starting in 2009, I uh, actually got together with Ari Schwartz at CDT, and I said, you know, I think we, it would be really, really interesting to have uh, what is called an unconference. Uh, uh, they're called bar camps uh, around privacy and call it privacy camp. And he said, great idea, let's make it happen. And so working with CDT, uh, we had our first uh, privacy camp in uh, 2009 here in D.C., and uh, since that time, we've had a couple more in D.C., we've had a couple in Toronto, 
Uh, we've had a couple in San Francisco uh, and, uh, and hopefully one in, in London in the next uh, 12 months. So that's pretty exciting. You need to and, have one down here in, in South, you know, Southern California, too. Yeah, yeah, we've gotten, <laughs> definitely had some people interested in doing that. And so, they're, you know, they're very different uh, than a typical conference because there's no agenda, really. And people, you know, whoever comes to the conference uh, sets the agenda for the conference, and the sessions are actually created in the morning as people, you know, as people arrive and say what they're really passionate about speaking about. And so that's, you know, that's a very different form of a conference. They're free, um, and, but uh, not, they're not for everybody. And so, they, and they take, you know, they take some work. So I would be very, very happy to have uh, somebody uh, willing to help kind of lead, sponsor, organize, a Southern California uh, privacy camp. We've had two up in Silicon Valley at Google's headquarters, which have been very successful, uh, but would love to see one down in uh, Southern California as yeah, well. Yeah, we have some Google offices down here too, so maybe they'd be interested in, in hosting it there as well. And, I, you know, I find it really fun and wonderful that as a marketer, you are really worried about privacy because usually the marketing department of companies is are the worst culprits <laughs> when yeah. it comes to privacy. Yeah, well, they definitely. I mean, that's. I mean, that's. You know, and the more I get into it, I mean, of course, before I got into this, I was a marketer, and you know, we, we had privacy policies, and we we uh, you know participated in can spam and the do not call list, and but. You know, most of that was, you know, going by the letter of the law and, you know, making sure, you know, I worked for places like FedEx and, and the Motley Fool, you know, big brand names that didn't, you know, didn't want to do the wrong thing. But, of course, you know, profit-making enterprises uh, where, you know, our goal was to, you know, get Market. customers and yeah. retain customers and, and make money. And so that's what, you know, that's what I was doing, database database marketing. And, um and I, you know, it's a, it's a very interesting. So there's there's definitely ways to do that appropriately. You can do that with best practices, of course. Um, and that's what I that's what I do. You know, that's what I hope to do now. So, so, so the PrivChat, you know, the hashtag PrivChat uh, thing was then born. Uh, you know, again earlier this year, um, sitting down. Uh, you know, contacting the Center for Democracy and Technology. They no longer. Sponsor it um, now. Epic is stepped up and is, is you know not sponsoring it, but co-hosting it with Privacy Camp with myself. But earlier this year, uh, you know, again contacted Center for Democracy and Technology. Um, Ari Schwartz is no longer there, but Justin Brookman and a couple of other people, and uh, and they were interested in getting it off the ground. And so it's been it's been a great um, a great place to have a conversation on Twitter using this hashtag. You know, Twitter is a very flat communication channel. Uh, anybody can participate. Anybody can have a conversation. Anybody can propose a topic. Uh, and we have it every Tuesday at noon Eastern time. And we have people from, you know, all over the United States and Canada and Asia and Europe. Um, we have some of the same people every week, but we usually get a good bunch, probably about 20 to 50 people participating, which is a good amount for a privacy, for any kind of Twitter chat. Once you get beyond that, the uh, noise can get deafening. Um, and uh, we, we talk about kind of the hot issues 
of the day, you know, so as you can, you know, as you can imagine, you know, you know, recently we talk about, you know, government surveillance or we talk about, we've talked recently about the Google uh, name wars or, you know, the, the whole issue around anonymity uh, and using your real name. That's been a, a very, that has been a very to- popular topic. Of course, anything to do with do not track and tracking the online behavioral advertising um, with all the legislation that's been proposed this year here in Washington. And, of course, in California, you've had your own state-level legislation that's been heavily uh, opposed by the major uh, players that uh, that you would expect to oppose it, Google and Facebook and the rest of the gang. Um, but you know, we we talk about that. We talk uh, we talk about stuff that goes on overseas. We have some very spirited debates around, for example, you know, what are the roles and responsibilities of big technology companies selling their technologies to dictators, right? So, yeah. you know, ha- you know, huge, you know, discussions there, you know, with major American, of course, and, 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 you know, global brands selling, you know, telecommunication systems, internet systems, routers, and technology to Gaddafi, to Mubarak, you know, to, you know, fill in the blank dictator. And, you know, allowing them to spy on dissidents, allowing them to spy on text messaging and internet traffic and email and Skype and all that other kind of stuff. And so, that of course is a is a very big uh, big issue. So, it's a, you know it's very it's fun. It's only you know we'd only do it for forty five minutes every uh, every Tuesday at noon. And again, all you need is a device. Uh, that's connected to the internet, and so we have people who participate on the on the train going home in London. <laughs> yeah. Right? We had we had we had somebody participate yesterday from an airplane. Right? He was in the he was on his way to Washington D.C. and he didn't want to miss it. Um, and uh, and he participated, you know, using Wi-Fi on his flight to D.C. It's it's amazing, isn't it? It just yeah. is truly amazing. So you're really in the heart of all the legislation, all the excitement that goes on in this country. What about, you know, you've testified in Congress. What about the legislators? Do they get this stuff? I mean, I know you get it. You know, I get it. We're, you know, we're really trying to be um, understanding of uh, the, the balance between whether it's marketing and privacy or just the ethics of all these kinds of things. What about the legislators? Do you find I, that they're getting know, I, it? I think, you know, to be honest, I mean, they. I, I give them somewhat of the benefit of the doubt in that, you know, if you're a legislator, if you're a senator or even a congressman or woman, I mean, you've got, you know, you're, you're, you're first of all, you're representing, you know, all the people, of, of course, and, and you're also dealing with every possible issue that America could be, could be dealing with. And uh, so, to, to be for them to be experts at any one thing, of course, is particularly difficult. Unless, of course, that's their profession, and they came to being a legislator from that profession. Um, so, you know, they have to rely on staffers, right? Yeah. And so, to the extent, you know, to the extent that there are some very, very sharp staffers on the Hill, and I'm just talking about you know, Washington D.C. here. There's obviously sharp staffers around 
the country and other you know state legislatures. Um, but you know there are some very sharp ones. You know, so I you know I give them you know again the benefit of the doubt to you know they they really get it. I think they've really understood it. There are some very you know huge pressures. You know, so if we're talking about you know the do not track meme, you know, that you, when I say meme, it's, you know, I, I personally can't stand the, the, uh, the, the term of art to do not track because it confuses the public to know, you know, to know you know, to a huge extent because they think it's do not, they think it's going to be like do not call right. where you just put your phone number on a list and companies bump their database up against it and they're bound by law not to call you and it's very binary right you're either on it or you're not you either get called or you don't get called and and the and the and the evidence is very clear right so you get a whole bunch of telemarketing calls robocalls one month and you sign up and you wait a month and pretty much they stop Um, you know and that's a very successful piece of federal legislation, you know, do not track, and then we have a whole show about that, and I'm not an expert at it, but do not track is not that. Right, right. <laughs> it is, you know, it is not the, you know, give us your email address and, you know, your IP address, even if the average consumer would even know what an IP address is, um, sign up for some list, and then you'll never get what, right? You'll, I mean, that's the question. So you'll never get what, and nobody really knows what, it, what that is. Like, what are you, you going to stop that doing? And so right. I really wish they hadn't done that. So, so that being said, I think, um, you know, I think probably, you know, something may happen but in terms of legislation, but... You know the reality is is that you know Congress is incredibly divided, you know, and that has nothing to do with privacy. In fact, they're more united on privacy concerns than on many other things. Yeah, but it's not it's not really it's it's bipartisan. Yeah, it's it, pretty much bipartisan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we have John Kerry and John McCain getting together to do legislation. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, that's pretty bipartisan. You know, they of yes. course they're war buddies and all that kind of stuff, but. You know that's that's pretty good. And, but even and Ron it, Paul is is a privacy advocate. You know, right? Right. So, exactly. so you got him from both sides of the aisle. Yeah, and but the reality is, is there's a lot more pressing issues, right? So, right. <laughs> like you know what the is, economy. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, like the economy, right? <laughs> and so, you know, jobs is number one. We're going into an election year. You know, pretty much it's started mm-hmm. and you know the, and in my case the robocalls have already started <laughs> so right. i've already i'm already receiving lots of feedback from people uh getting you know getting political robocalls uh and so the campaign has started the election season is here and privacy uh is one of these things that everybody cares about but they don't care about enough to do something about it right and and so so they you, you don't have massive consumer lobbies with, you know, huge firepower saying we need comprehensive privacy legislation or you're going to lose our vote. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so the lobbyists aren't there. And in fact, for for things like the marketers who aren't like you, um, you know, they they want to do the tracking. They want to have all that 
uh, ability to bring together and target to you exactly what they think you're going to buy. So the big companies are going to have those lobbyists who are going to put pressure on the legislators, especially when election years are coming. Exactly. And when you tie it to just, you know, you, you, all you have to do is say the word jobs. <laughs> right. And you say economics, the economy, and jobs. And legislators, are, you know, they do not want to change, you know, they don't want to fix something that they don't think is broken. And they, just, they certainly don't want to break something that is working. At yes. least they think it's working, right? Right, so, right. Um, so it's going, to be, it's going to be very difficult. I mean, so there's lots of interest Obviously, and you probably you've covered this. The world has covered this. Has been you know at a, for a period of time this year there was like a hearing every week. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. We, we we in the privacy world couldn't keep up with who's on first. <laughs> right, right. And, and it got almost overwhelming. It was kind of like it was almost like well, who's having a hearing today? <laughs> Who are the witnesses? Oh, they testified last month. What are they going to say that's different? And and it, it just got it got it got almost uh, comical. Uh, but so, so there's definitely the interest there. I, I just don't know whether anything will actually get passed into legislation because you have a very short period of time. The minute, the minute we hit you know, January and February of 2012, uh, pretty much nothing is going to be passed unless it's of a critical like, you know, national security budget oh. Right, Is or she, jobs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, huh. Well, you know, we recently passed, you know, we have a wonderful senator. We have Joe Simidian who is from our Silicon Valley, who happens to be really savvy technology-wise. He's an attorney. He's the one who originally wrote our security breach legislation, and we just mm. recently passed um, kind of an update to the security breach legislation where now companies who do experience a security breach have to tell the consumers not just that there was a security breach, but they have to tell them what kinds of information was stolen. Right, which right. really helps people to to know. Well, if it's my social security number, man, I better do some real work here. If it's if it's just a credit card number, well, I can cancel that, and I've got the Fair Credit Billing Act to protect me. So, it's very important to know when it was stolen um, and what exactly was stolen. And so that was added this year. We we he couldn't pass it last year, but he did pass it this year. So that is an improvement in our security bridge legislation that does affect the entire country wonderful yeah do they have like um in california they have actually a senate privacy committee of which joe simidian is the chair is there a federal privacy committee in the senate or or well there are so so again i'm not a lawyer and i'm not a lobbyist so i don't know the full <laughs> the full details i want to be very clear yeah i just wondered that. if there was but, something dedicated but, to that yeah so so but there 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 you know al franken the you know saturday night live guy <laughs> now us senator was uh, recently you know put in charge of a subcommittee around um around privacy. So, you know, that is, you know, that is something that is um, very good to see. Yeah, so they're starting uh, something. So that's something that definitely happens. There is a privacy caucus, right? So that's, you know, that's an unofficial, loose association of, of senators and congressmen and women, 
you know, from both sides, you know, both obviously both houses, who care about you know about this issue, and uh, and so that exists. Um, you know, it's some years it's more important than others. Some people care about it more than others. Um, but you know, so he's on. You know, he he is the chairman of this new subcommittee called. It's part of the Judiciary Committee, and it's called Privacy, Technology, and the Law. And oh. uh, so, you know, that's a new subcommittee. And so that's a good thing, you know, when yes. a new subcommittee is created around this, you know, around privacy. Uh, that means that some very important people uh, in this nation think that this is an important thing to actually have a subcommittee with full-time staffers looking at these issues. Yeah, we are speaking with Sean Dakin, who is a social media expert and a privacy expert, and he specializes in brand building, management, and marketing, and issues around public and private uh, privacy information. And he also runs the weekly privacy chat called Hashtag PrivChat. It's a Twitter Twitter discussion, and so that is something that you might want to sign up for and learn more about, because he's right in the heart of all this exciting stuff. I wanted to ask you a little bit about mobile phone users, because every one of us is a mobile phone user, and it just scares me to death when I worry about the privacy implications of using my mobile phone. I don't download apps or what, but can you give us, we don't have a whole lot of time, but could you just give us maybe some some thoughts about what we need to do to protect ourselves with our cell phones? Sure, sure. So, you know, one of the other hats that I wear is... Um, you know, as a fellow with the Future Privacy Forum, you know, specializing, uh, focusing specifically on mobile application privacy issues, and so that was a, that's a great question. Uh, you know, it is it is particularly uh, con, you know con, I don't say say concerning. I mean, it's it's in my mind, it's a lot about you know consumer education, right? And so, to the extent that more and more people get location aware and a location enabled phones, uh, smartphones, and other types of, you know, phones that have location-based services, or LBS, uh, that is something that everybody should be aware of, right? And so, uh, so to the very extent you get back, you, you can get into lots of, you know, you have a whole another whole conversation that you probably have had and may have with another guest around, uh, you know, how the government can uh, tap your phone, you know, essentially wiretap in an old-fashioned um, nomenclature around what they can do with, you, you know, tracking your location. And so there are lots of court challenges uh, around that. We talked about that on, on PrivChat recently about what, uh, you know, what people can do. So that's at the government level. Uh, and then, of course, there's lots of these location-based services apps. And um, and so that's something to be aware of. So when you use Facebook or you use Foursquare or you use Yelp or you use you know some kind of photo application sharing tool, uh, those all can, if you want, you can tell people where you are, where you're having lunch, where you're picking up your child from school, uh, and if you don't fully understand the privacy controls. Uh, you know, you could be broadcasting that to the public, and uh, and that's something that you know. The younger you are, potentially, the research shows the more uh, in-depth 
knowledge you have, the more familiar you are, the more comfortable you are with understanding the various levels of privacy control. Uh, but, you know, the older folks like me, <laughs> yeah. uh, if I wasn't in this game, you know, I talked to my wife, I talked to my mother, I talked to my friends, you know, they, they don't fully understand that. You know, they sign up for Facebook and they're like, oh, this is great. And they don't understand that, you know, by default, many of these sharing options are open to everyone or they just changed it to not be called everyone but public uh, in Facebook. Um, and uh, it's really important. So what do you need to do? It's really important that you fully understand, you know, let's just look at Facebook. So Facebook is the biggest player in town with, you know, almost 800 million users around the world and over half of the American population. So if you're using Facebook, you know, just, you know they just recently redid their privacy uh, controls and their privacy uh, settings. So just spend some time and really make sure you understand those. At the very, very least, make sure that you configure your privacy settings so that you are not letting people know where you are unless, unless you know who you're sharing with. Yep, and, and you know what? We are just out of time. So sure. that's a perfect place to end to make sure you read the new privacy policies on Facebook and every place that you go. And we are going to have to have you back again. You're just so filled with wonderful knowledge and just give your website and then we're going to go. Oh, sure. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for the time and the, and the effort. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you can find me, uh, you know, Facebook on at Dakin and Associates, uh, but the National Political Do Not Contact Registry uh, is at stoppoliticalcalls.org, uh, which is uh, something that I, I have a lot of fun with. I was just... Uh, okay, we got to go. We got to go. Good. <laughs> Thank you so much. And we will have you back again, John. You take care. Bye-bye. Right, thanks for the time. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8 a.m. and visit our website at KUCI.org slash privacy piracy. Thanks. Stay private. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.